0: Welcome to Read, Write, Review, a simple little podcast where I, Erin, will read to you some fiction I wrote, share some writing goals that I have for myself, and review a piece or story or another podcast I'm into at the moment. This is a podcast that I hope will keep myself writing, and hopefully you too. I am an aspiring writer and I say that because forever and ever and ever since I was a little kid I've always wanted to write fiction and I always have to some extent but I just have never had any success at making it a part of my daily routine. I'm really interested in routines, I'm really interested in habits. I'm all about Gretchen Rubin and I track a lot of habits that I keep for myself, but I'm telling you, it's really hard to work in stuff that I think is fun for no other reason than because it's fun. I feel like I need to have some other like, external purpose for writing to keep myself doing it, but just recently I've just decided, you know what? Having fun and being fulfilled and just like satisfied with my day is valuable, especially since I have two little kids and everybody's happier when I'm happier. I think that that is a big piece of value and I've always wanted a podcast, so I'm going to just do it and I'm going to make it a way to keep me accountable to myself and hopefully to anybody who happens to listen. What I thought I'd do is read something that I write. And at this point, there is a couple, a few things that I've actually published. And then in the second portion, I'll share with you and for myself some writing goals I have. And then I want to talk about a podcast, another podcast that I absolutely love. This is a short story, a piece of flash fiction that I had published in the magazine. It's an online magazine called Flash Fiction Magazine, and you can find that at flashfictionmagazine.com. This was published on September 1st, 2016, and it's called The Dog in the Moonlight. Nick immediately kicked dirt over the dog's body. The moon cast enough light that he could see the red of the collar. Give it to me, Nick said, and Art finally handed over the rope. Don't do anything, Nick, Art whined. His t-shirt was bright white, and Nick saw him hugging his shoulders. Calm down, Nick snapped, and knelt beside the dog. Even he was surprised at his steady hands as they reached toward the collar. Just let's go, Nick, let's go. Art's voice was quaking. Nick shot a look at Art. Art whimpered in response. Nick briskly shoved a stick between the dog's neck and the collar. He lifted the collar briefly, and the boys saw the head loll on the ground. Jesus Christ, Nick, I'm going to be sick. Get sick somewhere else. I gotta get this off, Nick seethed. He lifted the stick again. The tags on the collar clanged against each other. A few feet away, Art vomited into the brush. Nick fumbled with the stick and the collar until he slipped the collar far enough around to unearth the buckle. He drew in a breath and reached in, feeling a warm mud under his nails that could only be the blood mixed with dirt. The buckle was stuck on something he thought at first was a bandana, like he'd seen the dog wear before. In the darkness, he pulled and pushed at what he thought was the cloth until he realized the collar had embedded itself into the dog's neck. The slip of the blood seemed to grease it, and after only moments of jerking at the fur and the metal and the dark, hot blood, Nick finally unclipped the collar and drug it from the dog's neck like taffy from a puller. Nick flung the collar at Art, Art saw it come at him, stepped back a few feet, tripped, and fell on his back. The collar rested in the leaves between the two. Take the collar. Take it where? he asked from his back. What am I supposed to do with it? Nick thought for a moment. He knew it couldn't be thrown in the water with the dog. If someone were to see the dog floating in the river tomorrow, or the next day, or whenever, the tags would give his dad's address. Just keep it. Keep it with you. I'll bury it when I get home, Nick said. In the moonlight, Nick made out the end of the rope Art had handed over minutes before. He slid it along the ground beside the dog. It brushed against the rock, sitting in the black, blood mud, dark as the dog's fur. Nick hadn't planned to use the rock. He hadn't planned for the dog to be so loud. They thought driving to the river a little more than a mile from Nick's dad's house would be far enough away to do this. At that distance, no one would hear the truck driving too fast down the rocky dirt path, much less the snarl of a wicked dog on its bumper. But as Art and Nick struggled with the thing, two teenaged boys against one furious terrier, Nick became anxious. Even after the rope was tied, The dog fought and tore at the truck with its teeth gleaming white in the night. Panicked, Nick listened with the ears of neighbors or stray campers in the woods on the clear summer evening or even his father, who was most likely to distinguish the cries of fighting raccoons from the hateful snapping of his own dog. His eyes fell to the path under his feet while his ears rang with the high pitch of a frightened dog's whistling growl. He deftly unearthed a rock the size of his fist and brought it up with a sudden flash of rage, catching the dog's mouth and cracking away a tooth. The dog stopped, then gurgled shortly at Nick's bloodied hand. Nick saw a faint smear of red on his fingertips where they grasped the rock. The dog's blood, glistening in the moonlight, was reminiscent of Nick's own sometimes splattered on his bedroom floor or spat out in the sink moments before his father could be heard praising the dog or giving it treats. You're a good boy, you little mutt. The kid could learn something from you, he'd say. And then Nick brought the rock to meet the dog once more, and the dog was quiet for good. Help me with this. Nick snapped at Art. Nick grabbed the dog's back legs. Art wiped at his eyes with the heels of his hands. Okay, okay. He was struggling to keep his breath under control. He tentatively approached the dead dog's body and wrapped his quivering fingers around the front two paws. We're just going to throw it in, Nick said, keeping his eyes on his hands. You have to swing it with me. I'll count to three. The boys stood, neither looking at the head of the dog as it trailed spit and blood behind it. The night was quiet but for the shuffling of the boys feet in the dirt and rush of the river below them. Nick and Art didn't look at one another when they started to swing the body one, two, three in the air. When they let go, the black dog tumbled through the night sky a few feet before it hit the water below. Nick knotted up the rope and tossed it toward the river. He kicked dirt over the blood on the path as he walked alone into the woods. My writing goals are hopefully pretty simple and I'm hoping that they can be achievable and attainable and they're definitely measurable. I have a tracker on my phone. It's like a habit tracker. It says... If you've, you know, I, I decide what habits I want and I check them off as I complete them. And this one is right for 30 minutes at least a day. And I've had the habit on there for about a week now, now that I've decided that I want to make it happen every single day. And I haven't checked it off at all this week. And I am pretty understanding that of myself that it's going to take me... It usually takes me about three to four weeks to work something new into my schedule. (laughs) I have a lot of luxury in the fact that I don't work outside the house, but that means that I'm home... And I work inside the house. I do have some odd jobs in addition to taking care of my two little kids every day. But that's no excuse for my neglecting what I actually really, really do want to do. And I feel like I am a writer in the sense that I create a lot of things. I don't necessarily put them out to the world to see but I'm pretty creative. I do feel that that's true. But to actually write is my hope <laughs> and I'm going to make it happen. What I want for this section for my for my actual goals is to write for 30 minutes a day. I am a member of a writing group. There's four of us. We're all uh fiction writers short story mainly and i've done a lot well a lot i've done a little bit of flash fiction and that's been uh easy enough for me to accomplish but my goal generally is to write a short story uh and hopefully have it published somewhere <laughs> other than on my own. So I'm working on a short story. It's due to be submitted to my writer's group on, it's the second Tuesday in April. And right now I'm about 4,500 words into it. It's about 16 pages at the moment. Right now it's at like the third scene, like third act of it. I want to have two more scenes slash acts, whatever I want to come up with it, and finish it. Uh, I know where it's going to go. I know what's going to happen, generally speaking. I have to put in the work now to finish it and submit it to my writers so that they can read and review it, and I will feel Better about myself for finishing a short story. So that's my goal short term. Next time I podcast, I can update on my progress. I want to tell you how awesome the podcast Dream Boy is. I cannot recommend it enough. It's so great. I love it. It's simply called Dream Boy. It's Night Vale Presents Offshoot of that. Uh I love it so much. It's in it's it's still in its first season and it's a fictional called a musical podcast and I've never heard one like that but this is written and created by two people one of whom is the artistic creator uh he is he creates all the music composes all the music uh all the sound effect i'm sure is incorporated by the other person but he's like the writer and composer and it's this weird so strange story there's a zebra in it there's uh, the it's it's based on this one particular character who has this really strange dream to begin with but um, the whole story unveils this really strange mystery about this particular Little town and there's a mismanagement of a zoo in it and he ends up working at this zoo and there's Girl Scouts involved it's kind of a gay romantic <laughs> arc in there uh, that I've you know never really heard before it's it's really interesting the music is gorgeous and the fact that he can write and compose and create this whole thing is is really creative. And I look for it every time I open my podcast app. I've switched to Overcast and I kind of feel weird about it, but I look for that every day. And I think it's... I think it's like a bi weekly thing because it takes forever to create each episode. But it's really good. And you can find that at nightvalepresents.com and then look for Dream Boy. So good. Thanks for listening. I wonder if anyone will I'd love to hear if anybody else has any kind of like goals that are specific and that you measure on a very regular basic basis about how you write or what you write and or how often you try to publish, you know, all of those little ideas about being an aspiring writer. It's so interesting to me to hear about other people's habits and routines, and I recognize that every single person has a very unique living situation and living schedule, so it's just so fascinating to me to hear about how people work stuff in and why they do and how they reconcile doing things for fun as opposed to doing things for money and, you know, is there a way to put those things together that would be wonderful, right? I would love to hear any other recommendations about podcasts. I have hundreds that I love. <laughs> I'm reading, I think, eight books right now. I will probably talk about those in the future. It's just great. I love it. Well, you can find me at aaronlundy.com, And that's about it. Thanks.